Hello and welcome to Old vs. Gold, the podcast that takes your fond childhood memories of movies and TV and holds them up to the harsh light of today. This week's movie, Heathers. joking around about earlier were we oh yeah that thing we were joking around yeah about. it was yeah, really cool that it was, was great be a yeah. great segue into the show you sure would <laughs> but that thing that was so funny yeah that's great we were talking about oh uh rich was talking about oh. a new drink at starbucks oh i didn't i missed this okay <laughs> what was the new drink the new uh, oprah related oh, drink. The, 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 uh, the, the, the dirty oprah the, the dirty yeah what is the dirty you, you can I, I don't know what it's it is it's a type of paraphilia yeah. <laughs> it's like a dirty sanchez yeah but it's you can you can go and to uh, Starbucks and order a dirty Oprah. Okay, so who here wanted to be or was part of the in crowd at high school? Oh, hell no. Oh, not me. No? <laughs> I was I not as close. Okay. <laughs> we are sure doing a podcast <laughs> on nostalgic... Hey, podcasts are cool now. Media. We, we are the in crowd. Oh, we're, it's cool. We're, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so counterculture. I'm going to leave. Yeah. Just no. so I can be a little bit well, more alienated. Danny, if you leave, you're going to miss Heather's, which is our movie this week. Oh, what is your damage? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. March 31st, 1989. Budget estimated $3 million. Gross in the theaters, only 35 theaters it was released in. Oh, uh, $1 million. Really? Was that 35 theaters overall or just opening weekend? Uh, opening weekend, I okay. believe. Yeah. So it was probably, yeah. probably after grew that. afterwards, yeah. 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 It was probably because there wasn't enough star talent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well d- you know. Oh, wait, d- I forgot to use the air quotes around talent. <laughs> now, for, wasn't this when, <clears throat> for some reason, people were interested in Christian Slater? I, I I thought it was um, was this after pump up the volume or before? Oh, uh, we'll we'll wow. get to we'll get to that. But first, let's introduce everyone. I'm Robert. Uh, with me, as always, is Tim. Hello. And uh, to his right is Rich. Hello. Mike. Hello. And Danny. Hello. And joining us all the way from the East Coast via the interwebs is Jack. Hello. All right. So Heather's 1989, which was let's see. Uh, what what film were we talking about? Christian Slater. Pump up the volume. Pump up the volume was nineteen ninety. Ah, yeah. No, so that was so. his next big step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But 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 you forgot. Gleaming the Cube was eighty nine. Oh, yes, wow. Gleaming the Cube, which I, was I not a masturbation forget. instructional video. <laughs> it was a skateboarding video. Who has a cube to masturbate? Well, if you're gleaming it, then... Oh, like polishing, I got it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we heard a great euphemism for masturbation in an original series, Star Trek, we watched this weekend. Oh, that's right. What was it? <laughs> it oh. was from Spock, oddly from enough. Spock. And it was, I'll phaser off a specimen. Oh, that's right. Phaser off a specimen. Yes. It was that's the episode lovely. Obsession, where yes. Kirk goes crazy about a cloud right, and... So. Uh, Gleaming yes. Cube oh, or Phaser on Stun. Phaser on Stun. All right, Spock, you take care of that. We'll, uh, Some guy we'll obsessed with working. clouds. That sounds like he's addicted to crystal meth. <laughs> yeah. The crystal meth cloud, yeah. So, Heathers, for those who don't know, it is about a girl who half-heartedly tries to be part of the in-crowd um, at her school, um, but then meets a rebel who teaches her a more devious way to play social politics by killing the popular kids. So, another dark comedy we have here. 
Um, directed by Michael Lehman, who did Meet the Applegates, Hudson Hawk, Airheads, Ooh. and then tons of TV after that. So very yeah, dark, we, like uh, Dexter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he did um, Dexter. Yes. Oh, he did. I th- I thought I saw that. Did I read it wrong? Oh, I don't know. I didn't notice that. I know he did tons of TV. He probably directed some of that, yeah. Uh, Written by Daniel Waters, who also uh, wrote the screenplay for Hudson Hawk, Batman Returns, and Demolition Man. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's a resume. Got some quality films here. Starring Winona Ryder as Veronica. We first saw her in Beetlejuice in 88. Then Edward Scissorhands in 90. Girl Interrupted in 99. The 10 in 07. She was Spock's daddy, uh, mommy in, uh, <laughs> sorry, dad. well, you know, Vulcans. Oh my God, be, she was amazing as Sorek. Yeah. <laughs> you totally skipped Alien Resurrection. Yeah. There is a reason yeah. why I skipped <laughs> Alien Resurrection. See if you can guess why I skipped it. Oh, uh, but her and Sigourney Weaver have the best line. Yeah, ever yeah. what movie. about the scene where she's like, all aliens report to deck, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, don't you remember the asshole model line? I tried to forget <sighs> most of that film. Uh, it was at least a funny line. Those films do not exist in my mind. No, you have to use the... the we're going to have to blow in the whole ship. <laughs> what? <laughs> we're going to have to blow the whole ship is a Winona Ryder quote from Alien. <laughs> really? Yes. Well, oh. good luck with that. To which the correct response is, at a girl, Winona. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe we should watch that. I, I appreciate her... Her, uh, her, uh, enthusiasm. her enthusiasm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, don't Which preceded several a- other asms she was also in dracula and age of innocence which are the same movie oh okay 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 she was in dracula i saw her in dracula uh we also have christian slater as jd he first showed up on uh all my children as caleb thompson probably a little Mm. guy in 1970 uh name of the rose in 86 gleaming the cube as we mentioned in 89 pump up the volume in 90 Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves in 91. <laughs> oh, wow. I yeah. forgot about that True one. True Romance in 93. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Interview with a Vampire, The Vampire Chronicles in 94. Oh, right. uh, he was the voice of Slater on Archer in 2014, and he's done tons of TV yes. since and lots of stuff. Yeah. But you didn't mention Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Uh, yes, I, I know. <laughs> Un- uncredited, but yes, he was definitely there. Yeah. Oh. Told, he woke up Sulu and told him that something Gee, was yeah. happening. And, uh, huh, okay. And then he had one more line. And Why then, was he bad adjacent to Sulu? No, no, no. He, <laughs> he knocked on the door. Knocked and, on the door. Oh, or, or like, Sulu was like, on the door. Come in. <laughs> oh, oh, oh Mr. Slater. Come, in, come on in. <laughs> Help the captain get his robes on. <laughs> Christian, this come convert <laughs> uh, Shannon Doherty as Heather Duke, one of the Heathers. So uh, her, her star power must have been waning by then. Uh, no, she's about prime. to enter into yeah. 90210 yeah. territory. Yeah, that hasn't uh, happened yet. Yeah, no, she oh, was... she's hasn't reached her her's, her apex. Yeah. We have yet. not reached peak Doherty because <laughs> she was on Little House of the Prairie as Jenny what? in uh, 82 to 83. Yeah, they episodes. called her the Ice Queen. <laughs> <laughs> it, that cast called her the Ice Queen behind her back. Um, oh, so she was too. the Kristen Stewart of her time. <laughs> oh, totally. Mall Rats in 95. Yay. Uh, Beverly Hills 90210. Wendy Edwards, 90 to 94. 111 episodes. So there you go. That's her big thing. Then Charmed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, in 98 to 01. 67 episodes. So pretty much the whole show. Uh, and then lots of TV, old and new. Uh, she's, she's got a long list. What's she doing now? Lots of TV. But 
I think she hosted a sci-fi series. She did. Yeah, yeah the the oh. let's scare the fuck out of everyone series. Yeah, <laughs> let's scare the shit out of everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. T- tons of stuff like that. Yes, Lazanne. I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, Falk as Heather McNamara. She was in Say Anything in '89. <gasps> The ABC <laughs> after-school special Over the Limit in 1990. <gasps> High school student debate. What? 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 This, all these, these things are always badly written. A high school student debates whether to come forward about the facts of a drunk driving accident that turned tragic. Ooh. A drunk driving not accident like that turned tragic. <laughs> not, not one of the usual happy, yeah, not, not, yeah, not the yeah, successful yeah, drunk driving yeah, yeah. incidents. And and uh, the Suicide Kings in 97. Uh, then Kim Walker as the third Heather, or maybe she was the second Heather. Who knows? These were done alphabetically. She, she was so. the uh, the one who had a penchant for yellow. Ah, okay. Yeah, she was also her. in Oh, no, no, no. McNamara... Heather Chandler was the the lead one, right? We'll, we'll find out when we, uh, when we see it. Uh, but uh, Kim Walker was Heather Chandler. She was also in Say Anything in 89. Uh, then many TV shows. But then, sadly, in, in 2001, she died of a brain tumor. Oh. Yeah, that's right. That was the head. Did, uh, was Heather. it for breakfast? That was the ironic oh. part was, no, he did die of a brain tumor. And her character has the line, did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? Wow. Ooh, wow. Yeah. So that okay. was the, head, the head Life one. imitates art. Mm. Yeah, so that is Heather's. Let's go around and have our memories of when we first saw the film. Um, Tim? Uh, I saw it. I didn't see it in the theater, I don't think, but I think I saw it soon after and really, really liked it. Um, I think I've seen it, you know, a couple, I saw it a couple times then. I think I've seen it once again a few years ago, mm. and something struck me about it that I didn't remember from originally seeing it. Okay. Which I'll talk about more if I have that same okay. sensation yeah. this time. But yeah, so about whether it holds up or not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely liked it in many ways then, too. So, yeah. see? Okay. Rich? Uh, I probably saw it uh, three to five years after it came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely in video. I probably, I think I saw it maybe two times. The thing that sticks with me is just the the quotable lines. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. know, the um, great pate got a motor... Fuck me gently with a chainsaw. <laughs> um, and, and I still, I, I think, I would say probably Heather's is one of the top five quoted movies oh, okay. that I use hmm. I, to today. Great. How very. <laughs> <laughs> Mike? Uh, I believe we probably saw it at the same time. It was probably oh. also like the three to five years after it came out. I remember people around me quoting it left and right to the point where okay i've just got to see this movie because I, everybody keeps quoting it and that hasn't worked for a lot of classic films but it seems to work for others um and and so yeah when i finally saw it i was kind of impressed by how dark it was because i oh, didn't yeah. necessarily expect that from what i what, what awareness i had of it at the time when it came out all right, Danny. I have a pretty long relationship with this film. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I I was just a child when it came out, so I remember seeing bits and pieces of it. Again, also not in the theaters, but actually probably on VHS mm. um, through my sisters, who were at least who were about a decade older than me. Mm. Um, so I remember being exposed to it through clip and just uh, I think at the time my appreciation for it wasn't so sophisticated I was just really into the fact that they were jive talking and that they looked <laughs> really <laughs> funny like uh-huh. the the costuming yeah um 
and then later on kind of recognizing bits and pieces of it in its um in other media like clueless and then eventually mean girls and um even before mean girls came out i mean i I had watched it more thoroughly as a teenager and um just really liking it and eventually i I would end up teaching it at indiana university when i was teaching there for a little while actually so i taught the film for a composition course um, and i made my students Com- do a comparative analysis of that and Mean Girls, actually. Uh, oh, who perfect. Yeah. Students mm-hmm. were actually much, much, much more familiar with Mean Girls, right. and they okay, never right. seen sure. Heather. Yeah. So you're uh, talking about like yeah. kids who were born in the 90s. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and, and I remember a lot of the commentary that uh, I was get or the responses that I was getting back from them was, Wow. Okay, they, I, I can see some similarities. However, Heather's is significantly darker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And yeah, I I think that's why I probably really loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Jeff. Uh, this would have been another one of my uh, HBO uh, things. You know, saw there first. I know I probably watched it three or four times uh, in the first couple of years there, um, and I've caught it on occasionally on cable since. But this is not one that uh, that stuck with me strongly. I remember enjoying it. Uh, remember uh, uh, thinking it was it was a pretty quality movie. But uh, it's not one that I've returned to, uh, mm. which is unusual for me. Usually, if if something is is even just a little bit of a hook like that, I'll be right back to it. But uh, this will be my first time probably in fifteen years, maybe longer. Oh, okay, great. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I I know I didn't see this in the theater. I was probably too young for it. But um, I, I know I saw it on on VHS later, and it was w- one of those dark comedy films, you know, that you you fall in love with back then. When um, and it, and it's part of that collection of of dark comedy and or action movies where the solution to your problem is to just kill the person causing mm-hmm. the problem. Yes. And that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a long you look at look at the 80s and and some of the 90s there's a long run of films I like, like the, the lethal weapon series okay. where it's a no that's problem solved yeah just yeah they're dead problem solved so but this was a dark comedy kind of making fun of that um i'm a little concerned because those kind of films on the podcast have not been holding up very well mm. um and uh nor has the work of this director no yes that's true yes that's true um yeah so i'm a little concerned but hopeful that this is the kind of film that can hold up um all right let's do it let's uh let's pop in our copy of heathers we're going to watch the netflix streaming version uh, which I assume is the same version as anything else. So, hey, whatever. Except they've redone the special effects. They re- Yes. <laughs> okay, let's watch Heathers, and we'll be back in a sec. All right, um, let's go around and discuss the Heathers and what we think of the Heathers. What? Heather. You heard me, Heather. Shut up, Heather. No, you shut up, Heather. <laughs> no, no, Heathers. Stop it, Heather. No, I'm Heather. talking to Heather. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Heather. <laughs> Did anyone ever have to deal that at any point in their life of multiple oh, people multiple, with the same name? Yeah. Much to any... That's a good question. No, my name is unique enough that there's no. very few 
riches. Hmm. There were... There's a reason that I switched to Jack in college because there were a lot of Johns born in 1970. <laughs> <laughs> there were at one point, one year of yearbook staff in college, there were three Tims. But Oof. It, was, it was a weird confluence that one time. We had, uh, on our last film, we had two Adrians and two yeah. Matthews. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's right. I, I just remember that. Nicknames so that were assigned. Nick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's start by recapping the movie Heathers. Uh, Tim, would you like oh. to begin? Um, we open with a beautifully designed semi-quasi-fantasy sequence about the Heathers playing croquet and how Veronica's the loser Heather, Veronica being Winona Ryder. Well, because she's not Heather. So. Right, she's not a Heather, but she's sort of a Heather. She's a Heather adjunct. Anyway. Yes. yes. So we have three Heathers. We have Blue Heather. Uh-huh. Or sorry, no, we have uh, Yellow Heather, yes. Green Heather, played by Shannon Doherty, and then Red Heather, Red who's Heather. the head bitch in charge. Yes. Okay. We uh-huh. also have so- uh, Veronica Sawyer. She's been estranged from her uh, best friend from childhood, Betty Finn, and now she's in with the in-crowd. The in-crowd rules the school. Um, Heather Chandler is both kind of tormenting Veronica Sawyer, hazing her and, and trying to be her friend at the same time. Enter um, Jack Nicholson. Uh, <laughs> oh, in the God, form yeah. of, yes. of uh, what's his name? Oh, see, I already forgot his name. Christian Slater. I almost said A.C. Slater, which is same by the character. They eventually decide that they need to off or he decides that he wants to off the head Heather. Yes. And he tricks uh, Spock's mom into um, <laughs> giving her a cup of Drano. Uh, yeah, I not think so much. She, not so much yeah. tricks as uh, uh, her allows uh, allows her allows, permits her. Yes, yeah, her mistake. She knew which cup she picked up. Yes. she's yeah. The, no, she's she mistakenly picked no, up the wrong. She cup. There are not. no mistakes. <laughs> she did not. Um, and so she dies wonderfully by crashing through a glass coffee table which is the most awesome way to go right. and then and then the opposite happens you know she what was become the hated most hated person suddenly becomes the most loved yes the heather who died is now like oh she was brilliant and all because of the suicide note um and so they kill the two jocks and um the same thing happens they become more popular they, than ever yeah. and yep. uh I think one more person is killed. I can't remember. No, no, um, not yet. Because what <laughs> happens is uh, Green Heather, Shannon Doherty, um, uses her charmed witch powers to somehow ascend <laughs> ranks and is now, um, through JD's vetting, uh, becomes the head bitch in charge of the school. Yes. She rules with an, uh, with the same kind of, you know... Um, red hair band. Yeah, red hair, hair band of <laughs> disdain for all the lower classes. Yes. Uh, Veronica becomes disenchanted to JD's... Um, <laughs> Was it homicidal yes. tendencies, which he, <laughs> which which we've learned along the way, he picked up from his dad. Oh yes, yes, yes. yeah, the beaver. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she breaks up with him. He tries to kill her. She fakes her own death. She finds out that he's been getting the new hydra-headed Heather to get the school to sign a petition saying yo we're all gonna this is our collective suicide note Mm -hmm. and he starts planting um bombs in at the school for a pep rally to create a mass suicide um and then the movie goes from dark comedy to a action 
chase scene. <laughs> kind of, yeah. And then she, after a few fights, they duke, duke it out, and sh- not Shannon Doherty. <laughs> um, Veronica Sawyer lights her cigarette by JD blowing himself, himself up. up. Yes, kind of. Yes. The cigarette didn't look very well lit, but I guess no. it was. But <laughs> and then kind of everything in the animal kingdom is at peace because now she she's assumes <laughs> power and she's going to rule fairly yes. as yes. somebody who reaches out to um, the the, the, the lower class. Yes, the disenfranchised, which in this case is the failed attempted suicide. Yes, by the actual Martha Martha the only Spies. actual attempted suicide in the whole movie. Yes. 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 Okay, that's our wonderfully long, short, long ass film. Uh, yeah. run, <laughs> wonderfully short recap of uh, Heather's. Now let's go around for first, second impressions. Uh, that's, second, uh, second, first impressions. That's <laughs> yes. I can never remember how that goes. Third, eighth impressions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Let's see, uh, Danny. Why don't we start with you because it, you love this. Film. I, I know I, I do love this film, and I still love it. I I thought it was actually engaging you know um that's the one thing is like i i thought maybe watching it uh, for the 50th time <laughs> that maybe i'd just get bored but um i think the pacing was still good the one-liners are still good i think the fashion is hilarious i think uh, it's not that the one-liners are good i think actually it's pretty cleverly written the dialogue is it, um i think it holds up um, I was actually really impressed to kind of see how some of the more socio-political issues um, seem relevant in, in today, hmm. um, particularly around issues of like teenage bullying, um, suicide, violence in school, um, violence in media, hmm. uh, social classes uh, clashing, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I still enjoyed it. Great. Uh, Jack, what do you say? Well, um, I have to say I am shocked at how cold I feel toward this film. Hmm. Uh, it struck me about two-thirds of the way through that I was watching something labeled a dark comedy, and I had not laughed once. Uh, and uh, I did not laugh at all throughout the entire film. Um, I, I feel like the it doesn't hang together very well. I feel like they made about six different movies hmm. and is stylistically pacing uh, and sort of hung them all together. Um, I found the dialogue, with the exception of, of the, the quips that land, the really good stuff, uh, it reminded me a lot of like the first four or five episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where Joss Whedon was trying so hard to create his own jargon and it just didn't work. Uh, that mm. it, it, it didn't work for me. Um, there were a lot of, and, and, and I was surprised with this, uh, a lot of long takes. I mean, mm-hmm. scenes that they, they let breathe, which I think would have worked better if the directing had been stronger. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 there was a lot of, a lot of dead air uh-huh, and, uh-huh and not a reason for it. The silences did not have any meaning to them. It was just the actor's pacing was off. Um, so yeah, I, I I was really disappointed. Oh. I, I remembered a much better movie and hmm. this, this is not the movie I remember. Well, I, I have some similar feelings. I, uh, I, I did laugh a lot. 
I mean, the, a lot of the a lot of the bits are funny. I thought, but um, there were a lot of delivery problems and a lot of mm-hmm. editing problems. There was some slowness to the cutting a lot of times, um, and scenes that went on a little longer than they probably should have. Yeah. Um, but I still enjoyed it. I think. I think I still enjoyed it more than his other film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't um, plug it. Okay. <laughs> so, so my reaction was very much the opposite. Okay. Um, this held together better and impressed me more than it ever has. Ah. So what I mentioned before, the last time I saw it, which is probably like 15 years ago, that I thought was that there was a stark difference between the first half of the movie and the second half of the movie. Like the first half was great and funny and blackly comic and excellent and then it got too serious about itself in the second half and lost its way I still think that's true a little bit mm-hmm. but I think there's a re- I mean it, once you go down that road you know there you are <laughs> what do you do with that so I, I didn't have I looked way more favorably on the last third of the movie this time than I ever have before I actually found the movie to be more powerful than I ever have hmm. um, I, th- I thought the editing and touches like that were marvelous Oh, okay. Yeah, but it all worked together. There are specific notes I made about great edits, great cuts between scenes. Um, So, yeah, so um, my concern coming in was that I would feel that my disdain for the second half without my way, my love of the first half. And instead, I became more favorably inclined toward the second half, too. Great. I I would have to agree. I like the the first half, um, I realized, had all the, the quotes that I'm used to. And I remember from the movie, I started writing down the quotes that I find that I've used in my life over the last 20 years. And either knowing that <laughs> knowing that I attributed them to this movie or n- not remembering like the how very or fuck me gently with a chainsaw or believe me, a so 87. <laughs> yeah. the, the, a, a friend's work is never done. Gesturing with the finger. Uh, greetings and salutations. Uh, did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? Why? Why not? <laughs> uh, you know, the, the great pate dead got a motor. <laughs> um, the, what was it? The, the corn nuts. What's your damage, Heather? Yeah. Um, this is Ohio. If you can't have a brewski in your hand, you might as well be wearing a dress. <laughs> uh, the, I love my get dead gay son. That's classic. That's well, classic. there you are. That's a great one. Yes. <laughs> and then the higher, Heather, why are you such a mega bitch? Because I can be. <laughs> Why are you pulling my dick? Yeah, <laughs> that, that one I rem- remembered. That's great. Yeah, and, and um, you know, I, I agree with the, the the first part. Seems to it's almost like the 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 writer had written the first part of the movie and spent a lot of time on that, yeah. and then they hurried the last part because huh. it really does feel like there's a writing difference, hmm. uh, just because the 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 wit. Um, of the of the words spoken decreases towards the end of the movie hmm. when but you know maybe it was just the the fact that it became more of an action movie yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of took that what I found is that the the all the great lines that I remembered were there and there were a few other great lines that I had forgotten yeah. but mm-hmm. then there were a lot of like subtle little lines in between that I completely might have overlooked before or just hadn't made because they were nestled amidst all these other really great lines they that I had overlooked but I felt like those kind of continued toward the end and it's almost like the big the big obvious one-liners you know died off toward the end but there were still clever little bits 
put in, which I thought um, I was getting tired of the one-liners, maybe because I've heard them spoken in real life <laughs> so many times. Um, Heather. And also it does, it, it, it was starting to get a little, oh, every single character in this movie speaks like this. Like, you know, they, they, these aren't characters. They're all just kind of speaking the, these clever lines that some writer put in there. Um, but that, toward the end, I felt like, okay, there were actually funny, clever things going on that weren't about a character spouting off a shocking line. Um, the other thing I remembered, too, is that look the way they were talking to each other, I remember at the, way back then, which wasn't exactly at the time of the movie, but shortly after, I remember being shocked about how vulgar they were being. Oh. You know, oh, like, wow. oh, wow, these, yeah. like, teenage girls saying shit and fuck and all this. And, then, <laughs> and, and now that's much less shocking, especially given what teenagers say in movies but 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 uh, yeah I, I was remembering seeing them say these things and realizing oh yeah i thought that was a big deal when i saw them doing that. like that that almost made it a funnier movie at the time mm. because mm. they were being so vulgar they're being so outrageous in so many ways but one of the ways was how vulgar they were being so yeah great yeah um let, let's get to some topics um let's discuss like social political things that this movie brought up like um class and uh you know the nerds and the jocks versus the 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 cool kids and the and the pretty girls or whatever they're they're the cheerleaders i don't know what Mm -hmm. i don't know what the classes are but yeah (laughs) yeah the you know the the one thing that uh, kind of stands out with me is the even though all this was defined the groups there was never like it, to me. It didn't feel like there was like a um, like putting them in a in a ranking order. You know the you know the there was the 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 druggies. There was the nerds, and they each had their groups. But it, I I feel like it. Um, you know there was like the heathers were trying to look down at them, but everybody else was just kind of like live as you live. Hmm. Except for well, the jocks. The jocks, the jocks yeah, right. yeah, picking on everyone. And, yeah. I don't know. So, so I have this growing fascination with high school as portrayed in movies mm. and TV and whether that's real life or not. Because my high school experience was so not that at all. Mm. And I don't know that I don't think my high school was a magical place where, you know, that this didn't happen. It's just I didn't care. I wasn't aware and I didn't care at the time. It's like I was really sheltered and I was content and I wasn't in a clique and I didn't want to be in a clique. Mm-hmm. And I was happy to sit it all out. No one at my high school walked around wearing their cheerleading outfit all day. Oh, no. granted, I went to an not even on all, Friday. Well, it was an all-boys Catholic high school. Oh, oh. Right. <laughs> okay. They so only wore it after the hours. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 Rich, that explains so much yeah. about yes. you. <laughs> but um, yeah, actually, he's like was more aware of cliques in college than I was in high school. Mm, but okay. again, I don't know if that's because they really weren't there, which I doubt, or whether mm. I just... And I don't know. So this portrayal, both in movies and TV, and when mm. people talk about high school in real life as being this place of torment, this time and place of torment, uh-huh. is very strange to me. Mm. It's like, how could it be that bad? But it is, clearly, for some people. But... Yeah, yeah. Enough I mean, for them to jump off of bridges. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think I'm probably just really fascinated with teenage dramas, and I 
complete. I mean, I'm a big fan of Degrassi. Oh, me too. Junior oh, yeah. High. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you, yeah. I'm and one of the high. The high like I'm talking about back in the 80s. Oh, okay. See, I only um, play one next generation. So yeah, <laughs> it, it, f the next generation. <gasps> the one from the 80s yes, pioneered everything. Yes. Oh, yes. this is gonna Do be a nice. Put that on the podcast. I will make you guys watch Degra- old Degrassi episodes. They're amazing. Yeah, I have all of them. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> um, I, I think I'm also really fascinated with teenage dramas because um, one, they're so amplified and magnified yeah. when you put them either in movie form or television serial form um and so it's not maybe not that dramatic uh in real life however mm. uh <laughs> I, I think i'm also just fascinated because i feel like th- there is a lot of honest representation that i see from one having l- lived in schools or having gone to schools exactly like that and mm-hmm. then growing up and becoming a teacher mm-hmm. in those environments mm-hmm. right and i'm like wow some things just do not change at all mm-hmm. the only difference is the way you say it and the technology in which you mm-hmm. you uh, uh strap your life around that's it uh, but yeah. for the most yeah. part there is not that much of a revision as far as the social uh uh, nuances of of that world yeah it's just it just makes me really think a lot and wonder about why that is is it just some weird con unholy confluence of hormones and capitalism i mean <laughs> because it's, it's just like society like well, yeah, jd but, said but magnified and yeah i don't know it's just really wow yeah i one thing that that definitely struck me watching this this time is that you I grew up in the city, not in the suburbs. And mm-hmm. I, I made me realize most of these films are set in the suburbs. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe because there were so many directors slash, you know, yeah. writers who were felt oppressed living, growing up in the suburbs. Mm. But like, you know, I, I, I saw, I, I was watching this and you, you go to, you start out at, at Veronica's house and it's this palatial, from my eyes, yeah. palatial mansion where they play croquet uh-huh. in Ohio. Like if it had been New England, the croquet would have made a little more sense yeah. to me, but like in Ohio. And then, um, which I think is funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, I'm sure it was done for effect, but then, and you know, like every, Every single person's house you went to was a really nice, including JD, where he dresses almost sort of gothy, and mm. and y- yeah. you think like he's rebelling against his dad, but no, no. he kind of is following in his dad's footsteps, yeah. and he's kind of enjoying all the creature comforts. But that's the role he's affecting. Yeah, he's taking on the rebel. Yeah, like, false yeah. role. So, so I just, I was. I thought that there was, I mean, maybe that is a an honest suburban experience depicted, but I didn't know anybody. I mean, if I, there were probably people at my school, my high school, who had houses like that, but... And, and in my high school, I would have more said the popular kids, the big popular kids, maybe they lived in big, nice houses with big, nice families, yeah. but... I was definitely aware that there were richer people in high school and they tended to do more things but again as it happened i didn't care mm-hmm. and like i, I kind of regret that now because i wish i was more familiar with that world actually only is the only reason like the um anthropological perspective i wish i kind of <laughs> you know but you know they would go to the lake and go boating on weekends and stuff like that which i was barely aware they were doing and that kind of thing that i'm more i don't know it's so yeah there was that but i don't know if it was that outlined you know, yeah. if it was a strong class division. I just feel like it, so many characters 
lived in this kind of casual affluence mm-hmm. that I felt like, at you know, when it opens, you think, oh, it's a joke. Look at how ridiculous. But mm-hmm. then, no, it's like everybody lives that way. Like, yeah. And it's not a joke anymore. It's just like, oh, no, this is kind of the, the background of everything. <laughs> Although the high school didn't look super yeah. lavish. You know, it was just okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a basic high school. Yeah, like, I wonder if living in San Francisco, as long as we have, distorts that for us. Because it's like whenever I watch, um, oh my god, I forgot the name, House Hunters. You know, oh. and you have people in, you know, Ohio who have to have two giant bathrooms. It's just they have yes. to have, have to have two giant bathrooms and stainless steel appliances and marble countertops and they're complaining that houses are too small that are mansions yeah yeah, mansions, yeah. you know and that's part of a distortion of a show focused on real estate but still it's like <laughs> things are bigger in the middle of the country in ways i don't know if they know are yeah. jack yeah i almost wonder if the uh the affluence and these uh amazing houses and the fact that the kids have access to wealth isn't a comment on some of the earlier 80s stuff maybe the john hughes stuff mm, exactly. oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i mean it, it, it's got to be i uh, i'm originally from the chicago area and would have gone to one of the schools that stood in for Shermer high mm-hmm. in uh, <laughs> uh the breakfast club uh and i knew a lot of those folks and they actually did have this stuff. And I, I, I kind of feel like that's one of the smart things that was done in this film, that they were taking that whole thing down a peg just by saying, oh, yeah, yeah, everyone lives like this. Everyone has <laughs> a huge house. Everyone and it just breezily walks through. Uh, and their mansions. And this is long before the Mick mansions, which yeah. out here in D.C. we are plagued with. Uh, <laughs> so I, is is that possible? Am I am I off the no, beat here? That I, makes yeah. sense. I completely okay. agree with Jack. Actually, yeah. that's one of the things that I love about this film is because okay. it it is in reaction to mm-hmm. the Brat Pack era mm-hmm. of teenage film dramas like mm-hmm. it is clearly making a mockery and perversion of mm-hmm. john hughes's works mm-hmm. um everything from the kind of pretty young white kids with problems <laughs> uh thing to well let's just actually make these kids actually do some foul things to each other including mm-hmm. um homophobic jokes and then punishment for said homophobic jokes mm-hmm plus commentary on the homophobia in the form of homophobia. (laughs) I think that's really clever. Um, Stuff like, oh, what's her name? Demi Moore tried to kill herself in St. Elmo's Fire. Let's actually do something with that. Mm. That's kind Mm. of unexpected. Mm. And I think the reason why I, I take a liking to Heather so much is it was such a refreshing take on what was kind of tired cliches in teenage dramas and it it funhouse mirrored it so much mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it made it different but also it ended up creating its own universe of vocabulary you yeah. know here is a school in which all the students speak this very particular language uh-huh. here's a mm-hmm. here is a school in which the characters are just like cartoon characters. Like every single week you're going to see them wearing the same exact color palette, if not the same stenciled in outfit. Uh And then it's, 
for its time, it was it was really refreshing. And then it ended up influencing works afterwards. I mean, Clueless wouldn't exist no. if it weren't <laughs> for Heather's. You know, direction, but yeah. it was yeah, a completely different yeah. direction. But the all the girls yeah. had their imagery and they all spoke mm. the yeah. same language yeah. as if yeah. whatever yeah. loser, you know, yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> and Mean Girls did it. And, and then eventually Mean Girls would yeah. would follow in that footsteps. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think the fact that it did what it was doing at the time in reaction to films that came before it, and then the fact that it was able to be strong enough to influence films afterwards is a testament to its qualities. Yeah, so we've been discussing pretty seriously now, but let's talk about some of the fun bits in this film and how... Yeah. Uh, I like there's a very deft line, they walked well, I thought that's hard that could have gone raw it's just the right uh -huh. balance of marking all these different things without overdoing it mm -hmm. like you know the colors of the heathers and, yes mm -hmm. and yeah. it went all the way it was like betty veronica yes you know and <laughs> betty uh and veronica obviously <laughs> yeah. archie yeah 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 but right. their names are also huck finn and tom sawyer yeah yeah, put yeah. together so uh -huh. it's the the two uh -huh. friends from two uh -huh. different yeah. media sources or and jason dean you know J yeah. yeah yeah and my favorite and this is like super obscure is like the cops no. Oh yes, yes, Milner and McCord. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, I missed from Dragnet, right? Uh, that... Adam Twelve. Adam Twelve. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I totally wow. missed that. I saw that in the credits. I was like, "Is that what I, I heard them say?" Milner that way, and I looked up, and the other one was McCord. So, yeah. So things like that, where they just, just did just enough to help make it this semi-mythical world, mm -hmm. but still keep it engaging and not overplay it. I thought. I really like the use of color to show how far the lead Heather was getting. You know, first she started at first Shannon Doherty. She started oh, with the okay. bow in her back of her hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then before she was taken down, she was completely red. Yeah, yes. Yeah. She has absorbed all the power. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <So> <laughs> she's become ultra Heather. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then JD lived in construction world. Yes. Yeah. With yeah. rock based stereo uh, system. Yeah, even yeah. the stereo system yeah. had that stupid yeah. fake rock stuff around it. <laughs> and I, I find stupid. it interesting that the, yes. uh, oh, I mean, um, highly <laughs> gorgeous. Cool. I love it. The caskets were all decorated differently. Like, oh the, yeah, you know the 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 guys had it was a black with a red trim and yes. the, the football and and what was it? Heather number two. Hers hers was the uh, it was it looked like an Easter basket because it had all that like, that plastic green uh, yes. grass, yeah. Uh, yeah. fake grass, and, uh -huh. and it looked like sort almost like Easter eggs and the uh, inflatable tulips. Yes, in her yeah. casket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I also really like some of the subtle like prop jokes. I think we pointed out um, how after Heather Chandler dies, the teachers' conference room has <laughs> oh. a bowl of red apples yes. in the yes. center, and oh. then after the jocks commit suicide, there's a that bowl is now replaced with um, red football, like red footballs, little tiny um, red footballs. Yes, <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> Well, in commentary right off the bat, the school mascot is Rottweilers. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Should we discuss um, suicide and what this film represents for that? Teenage suicide, Teen don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's yeah. hilarious. They're making fun of making a song. Well, they're making to... fun of. I think they're making oh, fun of and, and ridiculing. No. Okay. <laughs> um, 
how people will jump on that kind of bandwagon yeah. of sensationalizing yeah you know tragedy yeah. Mm-hmm. um yeah. i mean like making he, uh, a song the, when the number one song in the sad, country right? is yeah. is a grotesque like <laughs> lament re- slash celebration of mm-hmm. of teenage suicide then yeah. you got a problem yeah but yeah. we created the problem so you, you, yeah. we have no one to blame but ourselves uh. Um, when was Live Aid and all that? Eighty-five. Ooh. Okay, yeah, so it's after because I was starting, they had the conversation about like, do they even have Thanksgiving in Africa or something? Oh, yeah. which Ooh. to me is mocking the whole. Oh, do yeah, they know definitely. It's they know it's yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah. yes. And that that's kind of the same thing. It's like party the, continent. We can't we can't figure out how to deal with problems without packaging them. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and it's I think it's actually maybe worse now because of social media. Because, like, whenever, mm. you know, whenever there's a shooting now, you know, I oh, yeah, check no. my watch on the Twitter feed to see who's going to be the first to call for gun control and, yep. you know, mm-hmm. align everything to their political views. Not only that, but Ferguson was popular for, like, ten minutes yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's like... We got, so, I mean, it's, it's... So, in those regards, like, I think that's one thing that's kind of good about this film is mm. it does make fun of... America's desi- like consistent desire to yes. turn some tragic thing into a product. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean even the the, Heather, the yearbook. Heather um the the green Heather. Yes. So yeah. we have the yearbook uh, yeah. uh yearbook double was page a product spread. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Suicide yeah. note. That suicide <laughs> note got passed around like a $2 whore <laughs> yeah. everybody. And it's in every classroom. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even um Green Heather, uh Shannon Doherty when she's ascending the ranks um to to head bitch in charge, she's she even says Oh, look at Martha Dunstock trying to kill herself just because the popular kids were yeah. doing it. <laughs> yeah. This is our thing. Yeah. How yeah. dare you try to. Yeah. Um, yeah. On the suicide. Um, yeah. One of the things that that for me and I, I don't want to tip my hand on how I'm going to vote. But one of the things that <laughs> was sort of a little clanky and clunky for me was the the teacher who was essentially celebrating suicide and and the the way her language was used uh, you know uh suicide is the most important decision a young person can make you know <laughs> yeah. that that is like uh, celebrating it but but trying to couch it sort of in the language of concern mm-hmm. it it just came off to me as as part of the message, they clearly wanted to get a very important message across, but s- seeing it this time, listening to it through a very different lens now, uh, here in 2014, it just seemed like a sledgehammer to mm-hmm. me. Uh, it, it and and it lacked any kind of subtlety or wit uh, on a very important subject. Yeah, um, and and. I feel like I felt differently in 88 hmm. that it huh. was clever then. Hmm. But but today it just 
yeah, it seems know. like overkill. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I agree. No, um, I, I don't. Uh, to me, it yeah. seemed more okay. more on more clever than I'd ever thought. I don't. Yeah. And I like that part, and I never really noticed it before. Mm-hmm. I do want to um, talk about the idea of bringing a real gun to class, but just getting suspended <laughs> because you used blanks. <laughs> oh, you didn't really shoot anyone yeah. with this gun. Well, it so. was a simpler time. Yeah, <laughs> everyone is oversensitive these days. Yes. Yes. They're applying NFL <laughs> justice rules to high school. He's an armed know. white man. Oh, uh, suspension. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. If he were black, they'd kill him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think this movie would get made or distributed now? Ooh, no way. No. Oh, no. Probably not. No, yeah. they, they would censor the some of this. Yeah, it would be yeah. so... Some of the jokes be vi- would be nuded. Yeah. It'd have to be very indie. It would have to be total... Yeah. Total indie release and total indie everything. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Hollywood would not do would this. Would not touch it. No, no, uh-uh, no. 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 Just uh, and that's maybe what made it work. Buttons. I wonder if that's what made it work for me better now. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's like... Um, I think it's edgy now. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's edgier, yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Because um, we've become so hypersensitive, and this kind of makes fun of a lot of that stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like, you know, instead of dealing with the problem, we just yeah. try to cover our ears yeah. and, or, instead or of, align it politically so we can yeah. deal with you know, And mm. I think it's kind of why it worked for me more. Yeah, yeah. If if someone did make it today, it would have to be way more over the top to, hmm. uh, uh, to on the joke side of. You mean like of, a wacky comedy like instead a, of a like dark a, comedy? Exactly, or? it would have to be a wacky comedy about blowing <laughs> up the school because it, you know, no, no, everyone would be like, oh, uh, remember nine eleven or remember Columbine or you know, just yeah. kind of go back to tragedies. And, <laughs> yeah, I still or don't think it Hollywood would, would do it, or it would have to be completely darker and fully serious. Oh, you know, yeah. to make sure yeah. messages were delivered so, plainly and clearly. So, and including the cast of Twilight bad. in this, then. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> With, oh, that as the characters they were in well, Twilight. Yes. <laughs> Theory. Uh-oh. So high, we've talked about high school movies a lot and uh-huh. their tropes and everything. So it feels like now we've taken that and moved beyond the walls of the high school and turned them into fantasy dystopias, and that's what all the movies are now. Ah, okay. We still have high school movies, but uh-huh. they're just not set in physical high schools. They're set in... Hmm. They're, yeah, no, they're, they're set generated in... Post-apocalyptic yes. In <laughs> killing, a, uh, like, death arenas. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, still, but we still care more about young where... people than we have any reason to. <laughs> you know, it's like, and, yeah. If you're it's, suggesting that life these days is like high school, I am going to kill myself. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no I'm, no, no, no. I'm, I'm with you. Like I'm suggesting school. The Hunger Games is is movie high school. And Divergent. <laughs> yeah, and all those. It's like, we've got... Maze gotten... Runner. That's the new one, right? Yes. That no one cares yeah. about. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. I don't know. I think no, there'll be quite well. seven people that will. No, I think it did okay, I think. Did it? All right. Yeah. I don't know. Which one? The Maze Runner just came out last weekend. Oh, it's already come and gone? Well, it's not gone. gone. It's still there. At at this point in temporal reality. Oh, true. Uh, Yes. Yes. Who knows what will happen in the future? Lord of the Flies reboot. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) So that kind of like, Um, think about it. With Channing Tatum? So they have got way more serious because now they're... No, with dystopias, actual like, dystopias. Dead face. But no. they went too far. <laughs> I have to say, uh, slight tangent, Kristen Stewart played fucking Snow White. One of the... D- d- her Demerol face <laughs> as, the, as a Disney princess. I want to create a BuzzFeed 
list of Kristen Stewart as all the Disney princesses with her Benadryl eyes <laughs> as Snow White. Kristen uh, Stewart? Yeah. Kristen Stewart. Kristen, who Twilight is that? Girl. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Twilight. I, I didn't know that was her. So yeah. I don't, yeah it, it, I don't. She's irrelevant. Yeah. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah. But just yeah. imagine that face <laughs> as Belle. Oh, okay. <laughs> As as Sleeping Beauty, <laughs> as Snow White, as Jasmine. <laughs> All right. Any other notes and little tidbits, little notices? And uh, well, I I would like to uh, note that in the first scene, the cafeteria scene, the only people not wearing shoulder pads are the football players. <laughs> <laughs> About that cafeteria, real quick. I swear that's the same place they shot Better Off Dead's cafeteria. Oh, I think you're right. With the two doors in the back and everything. And, you know, for a while there, I was kind of getting that Better Off Dead feel in the way it was mm. shot and, and edited and even the mm. music. Yeah. I think they and, actually... But there's really no ties that I can tell. I think the cafeteria scene, from what I remember, was actually they were also trying to uh, mimic or parody Full Metal Jacket. Uh, yeah, oh like some some yeah. of the some of the techniques or some of the huh. the the kind of imagery of it. There was a lot of backlight and haze mm -hmm. in the school. Yeah, <laughs> I also want to I, I want to tell directors that when you're filming at a high school that's supposed to be in a, in a place that it snows. There is no, no such thing as outdoors. Oh, like, yeah. The building is wholly contained on the inside so that you don't have to go outdoors. Yes. Un unlike California schools. Ah, okay. Well, no, they drive to where the snow is. They're yeah. down where it's nice and warm in the Hollywood-type place, and yeah. then they drive up to the mountains, and it's only a 10-minute drive. So. Uh, I was going to say, I also found it interesting. The um, there was like To me, there was only two... Um, solid references to the 80s that mm, that, yeah. that felt like it, uh, it very much dated him. You know, at one point they, they mentioned the phrase Woodstock for the 80s. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. And then um, and then there was the, the um, making an AIDS joke. Oh, yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, just because movies... It, I, that was probably the first time a movie ever would have made mm. an AIDS mm -hmm. joke. No, I th it was already like saying that... It was already kind of saying that was... A, in bad, in poor taste to do. It was yeah. wasn't that JD that said that. Yeah, JD it, said yeah, that was, they uh, those two jocks had nothing to offer except for um, AIDS jokes and and date rape. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but just, I mean, just the fact that they would use it in a in sort of in light, and also mm. you know like um, as as terminology progressed through the the years, you know that that you you wouldn't say AIDS in a movie these days. You would say HIV. Oh, I don't agree. Oh, yeah, Actually, yeah. I th kids nowadays they throw AIDS jokes at each other. Mm -hmm. They actually do. Yeah. Wow. On, on in in public high schools, or at least the ones I've actually been at, and because they don't know the difference between the two. Oh. You, you ha like most, or mm, not most. I don't want to make that kind of blanketing statement. But from my experiences, a lot of young people don't know the difference between HIV and AIDS. Hmm. So they'll still throw around the quote like full blown AIDS at each other Jeez. as an insult, wow, um, or <laughs> a uh, an accusation of homosexuality. The only thing, actually, it's funny that you would mention those two references. The I, I didn't think the AIDS joke one w was what dated it, 
I think the Swatch dogs and oh, yes. oh, and yeah. the scene yes. where um, yes. Yellow Heather <laughs> gives Veronica uh, Heather Chandler's like Swatch yeah. says saying she always said that you couldn't accessorize more shit yeah. because yeah quite frankly we don't have swatches anymore unless of course you're talking about the new Apple Watch <laughs> exactly which you can remove and, yes. and swatch out the um, the bands for. Um, on that note, Jack, um, did we yes. get at what you mentioned before recording started, the notion of fashion as character? I, I, not oh, yeah. fully, um, but I, I, this is just something that I noticed. I didn't have it as a fully formed concept. I, I, I noted that we have these elaborate outfits, and, and, yeah. and again, maybe this is a commentary on the Hughes stuff that came before, but you have these children. I mean, they're children. They're 16 and 17 years old, and they are wearing couture. Mm-hmm. Um, that first jacket that Veronica's wearing, yes. that patchwork thing, oh my, I would wear that. <laughs> I, first the um, polka dots, then the hound's tooth, then the check. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and I think there were words on there somewhere. I mean, that was... That's fashion forward. We're not doing that yet. Um, and and we do see with Veronica, she obviously is as the main character. We see her progression because we've got her in that amazing outfit. But then by the end, she's in really whatever is, is something she can pick up. You know, it, it doesn't matter to her anymore. It's just whatever is in her in her room. Um JD is the only character who's kind of consistent throughout. Mm-hmm. He's always got that one look. Yeah. Um, and, and yet it's, it's still an expensive look, going back to the idea of these people all live in these huge houses. We have this guy who clearly, that was not an outfit bought off the rack. That was mm. fitted for him. I think, mm. yeah, yes, mm. but uh, I, I I think there's more to the idea, uh, I, and I throw it out to the group. Well, I think, like I said before, I think they use color a lot. Sure, like the red in the uh, yeah. in the the fruit basket on the table with the teachers and the. And I do and love that we're talking about the Heathers as if they're Power Rangers, Yellow yes. Heather. <laughs> they were, oh my God, that's right! Yes, they were Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> Except it wasn't the yellow. It was the Yellow Ranger who died in real life. Oh, thanks for bringing us down. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> and she was Asian too. Oh. The yellow one was Asian, and the black Ranger was black. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> we didn't really have a lot of. Different ethnicities in the they were there in the there was there was the 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 black teacher. Yeah, this is Ohio. What do you expect? (laughs) All right, there's the token. There's the black guy on the newspaper stand. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. yep. Yeah, it doesn't good. really seem that unrepresented. That school's not racist. The, the head of the newspaper or the head of the yearbook is black. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally not racist at all. Thank but that's he also because he press. didn't. That's also because he he didn't carry a gun to school. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He would have been much cooler and only you know suspended if he. That would be the blanks. version that would be made now. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Well, shall we vote? Let's vote. Who wants to go okay. first? I, I would like to go first. You okay. would like to, okay. Because <laughs> I have a Jack. feeling. I, I have a feeling I might actually, for the first time 
uh, in in my time here on OVG, uh, <laughs> be in the distinct minority. Um, so let me quickly look at my notes. Um, <laughs> what do we have here? Um, I mentioned before that uh, the scenes were allowed to sort of play out, and I I didn't feel like they were played well enough to allow that. Uh, that that really bothered me a lot. Um, there's there are elements of satire. I don't think it ever reached the level of being good satire. There are elements of dark comedy. I feel like it never hit that. Uh, there are times when things become deadly serious, and immediately after are ridiculous. And there is no good through line for any of it. Um, I think this film tries to take on very important issues. And it raises a lot of questions, and it is ambitious. And for that, it should be given points. But I feel like it's a film of its time. And and for me, and this is something I usually I make my notes during the film, and, and this is the first time I've made a note during discussion. For me, this is the perfect old versus gold movie. Because at its time, I think it was important. I think it did vital things. But looking at it today, I just don't think it holds up at all. Um, it tries to be Ridley Scott and ends up being Tony Scott. Oh. I vote oh. old. <laughs> okay, Tim, do you want to go? Yeah, because right. I have almost the opposite feeling about it. <laughs> Shocker. I know. Well, now... Um, I'll review that in my mind later. Um, <laughs> the, so this movie was better to me than it ever has been any other time I've seen it hmm. today. Um, the doubts I had about it last time are there a little about how the ending doesn't quite fit. It's like they don't know how to keep the dark comedy going as well to the end because they just it just gets so dark. But it's less bad than I remembered it. Um <laughs> Well, to the extent, before I felt like it was a 50-50 movie. It was like the first half is great, the second half is not good. And I think the second half is better than I thought it was last time. And the first half is still great. I see, I saw this time, more great details that I had never noticed before. Um, and it strikes me really especially that, thinking about the fact that this could not get made now, or at least not only in a super indie way, but yet the things it's commenting on are still there and still real and maybe worse. But the fact that, you know, everything because of sensitivities now, the pros and cons of those, mm. you know, that this is this movie is like this. And this movie seems bolder now than it did when it was made. Mm. And and yet it's really to me, it was really, really funny. All the lines land. They're blackly comic. They're funny. I buy the, the the universe that they set up. Yeah, go. Okay. Uh, I Just coming off, because I agree with a lot of what you said, and uh, I, yeah, it felt like they were struggling to figure out how to end the film, mm -hmm. because it kind of did become action-y, which was odd, because the rest yeah. of the film was not really like that. I still feel that there was some loose editing hmm. in, the, in the beginning, mostly. It just felt a little hmm. anemic. I guess would be hmm. a good word to use because ah, okay. huh. there'd be a joke and then there'd be kind of a hang huh. to the edit. Wow. Or there, mm -hmm. or we'd see someone say, let's go cut. 
<laughs> stand. Things like that. That's a fun. It's just so maybe funny that, that's the mood they were creating or something. I don't it's know. It's so funny that the edits I noticed this time were ones that were much better than that. That never okay. was before. Right. It's like it. Um, I'm cutting into your vote though. Go ahead. No, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's like no, um, I wrote. It, no, yeah, so like there's one where um, somebody says something about punch it in, like one of the jobs, oh. punch it in, and right as he finishes the word, the cut is dang on to someone tearing paper. It's not, you know, it's not trying to make match cut. Yeah. It's just okay. it's just a hard mm-hmm. good cut, and uh-huh. you know. Let's take a look at today's lunch when they're talking about Heather vomiting, uh-huh. and then they cut immediately and yes, wait yes, to yes. the pan. Oh yeah, there's some good edits stuff. in this. I'm just yeah. saying that it felt, especially in the beginning, that there was some less mm-hmm. than okay. good edits. Okay. Anyway, but um, the humor was still good. I laughed all the way through. Um, about the fist pump, it's like a bump. It, hmm? How how long has that been going on? I thought fist bumping was like a. No, we not, just got attention. When, Obama During the, did when the Obamas okay. did it, because then, you know, it was black people doing it. And that makes it bad <laughs> and wrong <laughs> to certain corners of our media. Today. Okay, all right. I, I no, wasn't people, sure always, it, people have done it for a long time, and it's meaningless and common, and then it Bump got, blown, thou. And it got <laughs> blown up into something. <laughs> Amazingly, our modern uh, media blew it up into something stupid. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, obviously, my vote is gold. Oh, okay. So, uh, let's go on to Danny. <laughs> Hi. Um, <laughs> Wake up over there. I think no, no. I think <laughs> I still love this, and I will continue to force students to watch it because they deserve. They deserve this. Um, yeah, I still think the imagery, the writing, um, is still fresh. I think. Uh, I agree with a lot of people what they said about the pacing, um, especially how it does turn into an action film one third through, but it's still entertaining throughout. Um, I think it's still smart. I think the subjects that it tries to tackle are still relevant. So, yeah, if if I'm going to say the Q and Borg (laughs) put together <laughs> for an outmoded episode of Star Trek was gold then clearly <laughs> clearly, clearly this is oh. this is fucking diamonds <laughs> alright let's go on uh, Mike uh, overall I shared a few of my concerns there are things for me that didn't hold up but I I agree with a few of the points that were made that it it is still super relevant if not more relevant it is uh it almost presaged some of the issues that we have going on in real schools now um Mm. and uh although it has its flaws and i see its flaws more clearly now at a more advanced age than i did at the time (laughs) uh, i still say this is gold all right rich wow so i i came here today being really excited to see this movie I, I was really looking forward to it at the at the time uh and and then i'm watching the movie and you you see some of the flaws you know like there mm-hmm. was in the opening croquet scene there was uh, some cuts between um showing the feet and they're standing like six inches apart uh, and then they show up the oh, faces yeah. and they're four feet apart and i'm like <laughs> wow is everybody just leaning back <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then you know, then I got to watching the movie, and and uh, and and you know, I realized like, okay, it's probably about twenty, twenty-one years ago that I probably first saw the movie, and, and I realized 
how much of that movie I have carried with me hmm. through the last 20 years. <laughs> and, 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 and a movie that can do that is, is pretty timeless to me then. And, and when you think about all the different types of movies, it, you know, this, this is, uh, you know, this is like sort of the original Mean Girls. And what mm. um, a lot of movies and, and TV shows these days try to be, which is that sort of um, witty, witty slash possibly bitchy, backhanded uh, commentary. But some, I guess somehow with the dark humor, it, uh, it really works and holds. And, uh, you know, so little of it seems dated, even just watching it today, that I will have to say gold. All right. Okay. I want to point out also that it influenced a porno, a gay porn <laughs> called Peters. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. In which in which uh the the head bitch in charge puts on a cock ring to show his dominance uh, is it instead red? of a, a scrunchie. Is it yeah. red? I don't remember that part, but there is a there is a sex scene followed by kill him followed by sex scene followed by another kill him scene so are we gonna pause the recording and go watch and that go watch this yes i think we should okay. did they replace the croquet with ring toss i don't even remember oh. i just remember i don't even remember the sex scenes in it because i was just i, I thought it was hilarious but they did have uh, they did repeat some of the one-liners oh, okay. exactly yeah. with the chainsaw i, I know tomorrow i'm to work, yeah. I am wearing my red scrunchie. <laughs> Where are you gonna? Your hair is pretty short. Where are you gonna tie I'll that? Put her, put her on my fucking neck. <laughs> Send us pictures, or it doesn't happen. <laughs> okay. Any other notes before we wrap it up? Nope. Okay uh, then. Well, that's it. That's f uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, five Heathers. gold Votes. for Heather's and one old. Very proud old, I see. Veron put that put that bell away. She's Sorry. a she's Damn. a Ver she's a Veronica. <laughs> you totally no, Veronica not even. This podcast. I'm sorry. I, I just no, not even Veronica. Veronica was she, she won in the end. Oh, yeah. You're you're the yellow one. You're Tweety. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll take still it. Still love you. Oh, we're still being Heather's though. Which yeah, is good. We didn't. We learned nothing. <laughs> we learned nothing. You know nothing, and, Heather. <laughs> learning nothing this week. What? Game of Thrones, Heather's. Oh, <laughs> game of Heather's. <laughs> In a game of Heather's, you, you play or you or you die or you commit suicide or you Whatever. quote commit suicide. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, uh, joining me was Tim, Nate, Rich, Heather, <laughs> Mike, Heather, yeah, Danny, Heather, and Jack. Odor. <laughs> <laughs> and I and this has been Heather versus Heather. We'll see it. I mean, gold versus gold. We'll what? <laughs> what? Old versus gold. Go. Heather versus Heather. Yes. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Go to oldvgold.com to find more episodes and more information about this podcast. We're on Twitter at Hidden Deadly. Also, you can send us questions with the hashtag oldvgold. Oldvgold.